welcome to Resilience Reflections. I'm Dr. Mish. I'm a psychotherapist, supervisor and trainer, and I specialise in self-care, resilience and the supervision of those that help others. I believe we all have a story to tell about our journey with resilience. In this podcast, my purpose is to share these stories and I invite folks from all different professions to think about how they build, develop and maintain their resilience. We end each podcast episode with the tips that the guest wants to share with the world and I hope they're useful to you. So, on to the next episode. Hello there everyone. Here we are again. And this episode is coming out in the month of May. Now, May in the UK is really, really lovely. Everything in the garden starts being in bloom, including the weeds as well. So that means lots of um, lots of getting rid of the weeds this month. But, you know, I really love being out in the garden. It's been really, really good for me. Uh, on to this episode, though. So I'm delighted to welcome Kaz Binstead to tell her story about her journey with resilience. And I have to say this whole episode was full of um, warmth and authenticity and Kaz was such a great guest to have on. So I'm delighted as always to share the space and hope you enjoy it as much as I have. Okay, let's go. So hello there, Kaz. Hello. Hi, Mish. It's really good to be here. I'm so pleased to have you here. Um, I actually, I remember when I contacted you ages ago about it, saying, you know, would you like to be on? And then we kind of, it was like, yes, but, and there was a pause of time. And then suddenly- <laughs> About a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I'm so glad you did, because it's one of those things where I've gone- the invite's always there. It's just got to fit in with, with everything you're doing in your life. And um, yeah. so I was so pleased that you were like, yes, I can actually be on it now. So yes, finally, yeah. Yeah. it's a dead chuff that you're here. <laughs> so I'm going to start with the question that I, I'll always start with, which is how are you? And I mean that in, you know, how, you, how are you really doing? How, how are things really going? Yeah, I mean, right here, right now, this moment, um, I feel it feels really good to be sitting here with you yeah. talking about, you know, talking about resilience, but talking about, you know, really having self-care. You kind of, uh, for me, you represent self-care and this feels nice for <laughs> oh, me. Good. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so right now um, I'm doing OK. Um, I think a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is that it's been um, quite a hairy time for me um, mm -hmm. the last couple of years, really. Right. Um, so it's been a, yeah, yeah. So uh, you've definitely been, been through an time. evolution of resilience then. I have been, yes. And that's yeah. one reason why it's taken me so long to get on this podcast. But I suppose it goes to show maybe that is part of me holding my resilience. You know, I kind of actually, I do want to do this, but... I can't do it now um, sure. but then I was thrilled to be able to kind of I just thought oh you know what I'm going to send Mish an email and now feels like the time to do this podcast yeah and I think that's really important isn't it when we're looking at ourselves because sometimes we get so many invitations to do things and it's actually being able to say no to some of them which 
<laughs> goes against what we want to do because yeah. we want we want to be involved in things but sometimes you just need to to um to wait and go no 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 but I will when I'm ready, I'll, I'll, I'll come back. So yeah, and I'm dead glad you have. So so where do you want to start with your journey? Where, where what would you kind of, um, how, how's your personal professional journey with resilience evolved? Where do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I guess, um, I guess for me, um, like, uh, throughout my life, I suppose, when I think about, um, when I think about everyday stress, mm -hmm. um, I think I've always been um, fairly good, actually, um, at resilience. Um, yeah. And um, um, if I categorise it from like anxiety, it's a separate thing. So dealing with everyday stress, um, um, I, I have been I've, I've studied philosophy and religion uh, prior to being a therapist and yeah. um, kind of a, a intertwined a little bit. Well, obviously, I use it in my work and sure. um, I've studied uh, mindfulness as well. Um, and um, yeah, I would say I'm a bit of a Taoist. Um, oh. Taoist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to explain about that, what that means for you? Yeah, I mean, I guess for anyone who hasn't heard that term before, it's an ancient Chinese philosophy religion um, that's, I guess, I guess very much about being in harmony um, with the universe, with the world, um, or attempting to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, if you if you want to know more about that, um, an author I often recommend actually is is Alan Watts, the late Alan Watts, mm -hmm. um, who wrote on all kinds of um, philosophy and religion actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you kind of wanted a good introduction to it, you might read read some of his stuff. Um, so yeah, this kind of idea that you can you can flow with the world and you can go with the world. And I suppose when I look at things like the Serenity Prayer and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, um, where you can kind of, you can, you know, you, there are some things in life that you don't have control over. Um, and then there are things in life that you do have control over and then being able to tell, uh, or have the wisdom to tell the difference. I, yeah. I kind of lump all of that together. Um, um, so I guess I've drawn on a lot of this. Um, and I think I've, I've just without really thinking about it, because I've read a lot on this stuff since I was a teenager, yeah. I've just kind of lived it um, throughout my throughout my life. Mm. Um, but there have been, you know, there have been times in my life when, um, you know, it's been more difficult. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I guess the, the last couple of years has been um, a time when yeah it's been it's been an extremely difficult time i mean all human ha human beings have this uh, we yeah. have more more difficult times um uh you know um situations and circumstances in life that um i guess put more pressure on and test us more and stuff um and uh so i guess um i guess for me um some of my core ways of coping um became more difficult yeah um uh because i suppose you know um if you if you're in situations like if you took the pandemic for example mm -hmm. um um i was reading a, a a book um recently um that i was reviewing which was what's it called the myth of closure ambiguous oh. loss in a time of pandemic and change and it really really resonated with me yeah. um um because 
I guess, ambiguous loss, this term, um, which, you know, basically means um, that you're kind of, there's loss mm-hmm. and you're grieving, but it, it continues to happen. So, and you continue to have to live in it. So yeah. if you think about the pandemic, you know, this is very much what, what, what this has been like. Definitely. Um, and then I think for me personally, um, there were lots, of, there's been lots of other stuff. It's just, you know, when everything just happens all at once. <laughs> all at once. <laughs> That's how it's felt. And um, Why does it do that? Why does, <laughs> why is it not? I don't know. Spaced out. One of, one of the many little... mysteries of life, right? <laughs> yeah. Spaced out into lovely little chunks that, uh, you know, test us, but don't overwhelm us. That would be lovely. If only, if only. Absolutely. So you Absolutely. feel like there's been a bit of a what a bottleneck of stuff going on? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and I think that um, um, one thing in particular fits into um, um, kind of parallels what I was talking about there with um, the pandemic. And I don't want to say too much about that because mm-hmm. um, it's it's somebody's life, but it's someone who's close to me who's yeah. um, um, not not been well, isn't right. well, and that's mm-hmm. a a continual thing yeah um but it's someone that I love very much and it's been very difficult um so that's been two two years of that and um yeah I feel um yeah it's that kind of I guess with when you talk about resilience you have to have I don't know like that flexibility to just be able to keep going in the fa- in the face of huge things without without breaking down without crumbling yeah yeah and like you say when you and when you've had a few of them in the mix it, it I mean it really gets tested it really um it's it's so hard isn't it when we've got uh not only the world which if if you want to be kind of um in flow with the world and if that doesn't feel like it's in flow like it has done with with the pandemic and then you've got other issues you know if if people close to you are are, are struggling in whatever way and then that's hard as well and you've got to kind of carry all of that so um yeah I can really understand that when there's a few things um in that bottleneck of, of of our capacity to deal with with what life throws at us it's it's hard really hard yeah, well, I think actually coming back to what I said there about, um, you know, what we do have control over and what we don't have control over. And, you know, there's actually um, there's a there's a Taoist kind of story. You know, oh, they, right. they always tell these stories about sages. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's this, this story about a Taoist sage who throws himself down a, a, a waterfall, you know, and kind of into a into a river. Mm-hmm. And then he and then he just gets up and he kind of dusts himself off and walks off. And people are very like, how did he do that? <laughs> and then he says, he says, oh, well, it's because I didn't fight it. I just kind oh. of, you know, I just kind of went with it. Um, um, and I guess, you know, for me, I'm a bit like, um, yeah, I completely get that. And that's mm. often, that's often ha- like theoretically, and that's how I would approach things. But I think when you're, when you're faced with, um, real challenges in life mm. then that I guess there's an even greater need for that and yet it's so much harder yeah because when it's more challenging there's more resting on it like when it when it's about somebody 
mm. um, that you very much care for and you want them to be to be well for example um, and okay Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot that rests on that so that idea of just kind of go with the flow and stuff yeah it doesn't seem to sit well does it to go but I I don't I don't want to go with the flow with this I want to I want to feel like I have some influence over it or and that's not always the case so yeah yeah I really admire that idea of going with the flow uh, I'm not sure I'm that good at it now <laughs> yeah. like do I go with the flow I'm not sure maybe that's something yeah I suppose I suppose there's so much around resilience being uh something about it being active but there's something about going with the flow which feels um it's not not inactive but there feels almost like you're you're running with it rather than resisting it yeah they call it doing in the non-doing love that so you have all the right (laughs) phrases with this (laughs) i love that yeah and then you live you know it's like we say to our clients right you know you can have all the all the theory and read all the books and Mm -hmm. you know um but at the end of the day life does its thing um yeah so I'll, i'll be honest i mean like you know um I guess even when I'm when I sit here talking, I can I can feel kind of tears coming to my eyes, but that's okay. That's my mm-hmm. that wouldn't it for me. It wouldn't feel normal if, of course. if that weren't happening. You know, that's a yeah. normal human response. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing that I've had to really, um, I guess, understand about um, the last two years for me. Um, has been that um, I, I guess I've been in a kind of, you know, it is a grief process. So when we come back to this term of ambiguous loss, yes, it is a grief yeah. process. And um, I suppose like I was brought up with a kind of hard work ethic, you know, um, yeah. even when things are really, really tough, you carry on working hard. And mm-hmm. I can see that part of me has really ploughed myself into work Um and maybe I needed, maybe I needed to do that. Um, yeah. I think part of me needed to do that, but I think that also I'm what I've been recognizing over the past few months is no, <laughs> you need to ease off. You really, really need to ease off. Um, yeah. and maybe that's all part, part of the process actually, where are you at now? Um, and um, also, so, you know, we don't have to jump into the river. So there's those things that we can't help. Mm-hmm. But, you know, actually, what are the things that maybe you do have control over? And I think this is really important in terms of in terms of being able to be resilient, because if you can say, well, I've got all of that going on in life. So actually, what do I need to let go of in life? And yeah. I mean, I do, as you know, I do. I do a lot of stuff as, um, you know, co-lead of Therapist Connect. I've done um, a lot of stuff for private practitioners yeah. with the Private Practice Toolkit. And, um, um, you know, and I'm a relational activist and I'm a writer and, mm. you know, and, and that relational activist thing, I, I've, I have my feet in lots of different camps, which is actually really difficult Um, it's much easier to kind of go you know you know there's a lot of fractures in our profession Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to go I'm a this person or I'm a that person yeah I'm I'm on this side in inverted commas whatever that means (laughs) you know 
but being a relational activist you know like I believe in the in the power of change social change through mm-hmm. relationships um so you know I've sometimes put myself into really difficult situations which is really draining mm-hmm. takes a lot of energy very very hard sometimes I feel battered and bruised from that yeah I bet. um and I've done a lot of that um over the past few years and I think for me I'm a bit like you know I've I've spent the last few months knowing what to step away from in that and how to and that's been a really big part of my self-care over the past few months. So you've had to learn that from is that from feeling that you that because these are lots (laughs) this is a lot of stuff isn't it so is that because you've recognized that it's a lot of stuff and gone right I can't I can't do everything and I can't as much as we want to (laughs) so hard yeah 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 definitely yeah yeah um yeah and I think that's really important for me as a person Mm -hmm. um to say I can't I can't do everything (laughs) because I'm a passionate person I work quickly I like working hard Mm -hmm. I like getting things done you know I love projects you know I love a good project you know (laughs) yeah but I can't I can't do it all I cannot mm. do it all um my therapist how do you know me, that mm, how do you know mm. that you can't do it all how- <laughs> well when I think when your when your body begins to say no and I think also when um you know you just kind of look around and you just go you just go what are my priorities in life yeah you know and you find yourself getting lost. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to look at my life in, in 10 years or something and go, you know, was I lost in some kind of, I don't know, just, I don't know, like the therapy one. It's, it can be very, you know, uh, insular, you know, yeah, especially yeah. because of the pandemic and being online and everyone being together. And I love parts of that. And I've made so many good friends and stuff like that. But then there's other sides to that as well. Um, mm. And there's difficulties to that. And, um, you know, and then the hard work and um, and I do enough. I think yes. it's saying I actually I'm enough. Oh, yeah, I really love that. I really <laughs> love that. And, and, and you, you saying that when you when you look back to where you are, where you are now. If you were looking back at that in 10 years, five years time. What would you think? Well, yeah, and the idea is that you that you can you can be lost in it all sometimes, and there's a sense of being lost in the busyness of it all sometimes. If you're if you're passionate about things, or you get you get into projects, or you get into doing all sorts of, of um, different very exciting things, but you've kind of lost um, a bit of a bit of joy about what you're doing, or or a bit of the space to breathe, or a bit of the you know, I kind of strive for a bit of silence sometimes. I don't necessarily mean actual silence. I just mean, even if I'm doing something, just a little bit of peace in it. Yeah. Sometimes very noisy. (laughs) So, um, yeah. yeah. So it's that, that for me would be about feeling, feeling lost in the work. I think that I'm not Mm. enjoying those silences. Definitely. That's such a good point, Mish. You know, I think having silence 
having quiet time is so important mm. it's really important to me yeah. you know I'm actually quite an introverted person um, um and I and I you know people close to me know that and yeah. um they know that I I would like to have time on my own even just sit in a room on my own yeah. I'm very happy with that I have been historically very happy with that and it was funny because my supervisors um you know um bless I know you've done your PhD all in supervision and you know yeah bless the supervisors um I am a supervisor but I'm you know I am blessing my supervisors yeah absolutely. my two supervisors because I'm telling you this now Mish I wouldn't have got through the last two years without my two brilliant supervisors wow. so I really want to give a shout out to them here Liz and Paul yeah. um, um they have been brilliant and um I've they know everything about me every single thing oh, about you know, that's such a joy for me to hear <laughs> Yes. I'm yes, so glad yes. they do. I'm so glad you've been able to lean on them and yeah. they've held you. Yeah. Yeah. That absolutely. Supervisory space. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Yeah. That's right. And they, you know, um, um, you know, they kind of often say, because I because like with my client work, I think if like if you were to take professional things and you say, mm -hmm. oh, you know, what's what gives you the most stress? My client work would be right down the bottom of the list. Like, <laughs> you know. And my supervisors say that to me, like one of them is like, yeah, you know, um, um, that's but that's your job. That's your actual thing. And that's what you absolutely love as well, because I am, you know, I do love my work. I mean, I've yeah. been 10 years in private practice. Mm -hmm. I continue to work as a full time private practitioner. That's my you know, that's, that's my craft. Yeah. That's my job. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, but but yeah, I was discussing with one of my supervisors recently because I was saying, you know, it, it doesn't matter how tired I get or, or, or how difficult things get when I'm doing my client work, mm -hmm. I always seem to feel like, okay. Like yeah. I feel I've, yeah, like I feel, I feel steady and grounded and happy. Um, well, obviously not happy. Everything no, I that I'm hearing, but you know, happy in <laughs> yeah. my work in general. Yeah. Um, and, and I was kind of concerned about it and saying, you know, am I, am I dissociating or something? Mm -hmm. Is there something concerning going on? And I've been reflecting on it. Yeah. And we, we came to the conclusion, no, no, it was because that was the time that I got to sit in my chair and just yeah. sit and be. Oh, I completely get that. Yeah. yeah. Completely get that. And that can be, <laughs> that can feel very odd, can't it? When you're doing the work. Yeah. And if, if we are a bit squished in other areas to, but that that for me is part of the 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 silence in the work being able to sit sit in it and and share the space with someone yeah absolutely i can really understand why that that was a question for you about yeah. is this okay am i yeah. am i allowed to feel like this <laughs> well that's it because when you get when things are difficult the first thing everyone always says is you know stop your work immediately mm. and obviously that was the first thing i was saying you know when things yeah, yeah, were really yeah. were really difficult and obviously i've had time off and things like that you know, but but actually it can work. And I've spoken to other therapists as well who've been like, you know, actually sometimes therapists sometimes will need their work and their clients need their therapists. And yeah. the important thing is to keep on asking that question, to check in this is exactly the supervisors the to make yeah. sure that you you're having the time off when you need it and getting mm -hmm. your holidays in and all of that kind of thing. And yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I love that. I love the 
you know, advocating for t- to talk to your supervisors about it and be honest with them yeah. and have the dialogue because there's there's a lot of a lot of fear can get going in supervision that the moment you say, well, I've not been not been feeling so well, it's going to be no, you can't see anyone, and you you know, and actually, it's about the dialogue and thinking thinking about your practice and am I okay and and ha- what's my capacity like at the minute and um, yeah, yeah, that's really good and so. If you were thinking about what's what works for you in looking after yourself, how have you kind of developed that? Um, how have you worked it out? Um, I think um, I think just I don't know, just years of practice, really. <laughs> um, just I, I love nature, so I love I've got I've got a dog, um, mm-hmm. as you may have seen photos of her um, yeah. social media, so that helped me to be out, um, out in nature, uh, Mm -hmm. walking, um, feeling connected to nature. Um, Yeah, you do put some beautiful photos on. I love my photography. Yeah. Yeah. And I can really see the joy that you take in, in, in connecting with nature and then being able to share that as well. That's yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, you know, I love things like, like I love cooking, so mm-hmm. I know that if, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not um, thinking, thinking about, oh, you know, I'll, I'll cook this or whatever. I know that there, there's, I'm not, in, I'm not in a good place. Right. Um, so that's a real sign for you then if you're not. Yeah. Yeah. One eye on what, what am I cooking next? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I just really love that kind of creative process. I'm quite a creative person in that sense. So I mm-hmm. love kind of. Uh, reading my poetry and you know and writing and things and I love writing um really really love it so if I get into writing really whatever I'm writing um yeah yeah yeah, I can uh, you know again I I feel a connection with myself um Mm -hmm. I've got to be honest I've spent I spend a lot of time on social media that's how people a lot of people know me um but it's it's not the greatest thing in the world for me uh, yeah. <laughs> I sometimes wonder who it's great for <laughs> exactly yeah yeah um yeah yeah I mean I I will always enjoy going on there and like you said I can post my photos and stuff like that um and I I love Instagram um and I do like I've got a very big following on Twitter um and you know I've got a few different communities including the Therapist Connect community um yeah. But um, I'll I'll also know that will be a way that I know that I'm not in a good place if I'm okay. spending too much time on social media or mm. whatever. That's a sign for me. No. Yeah, yeah. Because it's <laughs> almost like there's a balance, isn't there, between going on social media and having a look at it and connecting with people, and this this kind of mindless doom scrolling. Um, mm. Yeah. And because it can be very noisy out there they can I sometimes find there's lots of shouting yes (laughs) yes and that's what that's what it's interesting you saying that on on your point earlier I think I've worked out that's been a thing I've worked out recently that that's one of the difficulties that I have with it the shouting because I think I go back to my yeah because again I'm quite a you know I'm quite a gentle kind of yeah more, yeah I I can talk for England but I'm more of a quiet kind of person you know I, yeah. I I like the quiet time and I find the shouting or the it's a what bit much. feels like shouting mm. quite difficult yeah so so knowing that knowing when to step away is a good thing for you yeah yeah mm. yeah absolutely and also knowing like you know obviously I said there about being a relational activist so if I'm a place where 
even if someone is shouting about something that I need to interact with or whatever, so they might be shouting at me or at Therapist mm-hmm. Connect or whatever, um, if I can feel like I can just easily, very easily formulate, uh, you know, a sentence back or whatever or a paragraph however many characters in a tweet you know yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not, I'm not normally very good at shortening because I'm such a detailed person I want to write long essays on things <laughs> but um, but um, um, you know if I can very easily do that then I know I know I'm in I'm in a fine place if yeah. I'm if I'm like and I, and I find I can't do it then I know nope you need to step away from social mm-hmm. media have a break you can come back to it another yeah. day yeah 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 <laughs> it's a it's a tricky one isn't it it's tricky to um to know yeah to have a relationship with social media that is that is good one <laughs> sometimes it's not not always that great sometimes yeah it's very strange so you I know strange. you do a lot of um is it the therapist create you've you've Um, yeah yeah so this is a a a fairly fairly new project Mm. but it kind of evolved from well I think it evolves from my love of everything creative and I particularly yeah I love poetry and photography and um um we'd done a poetry event um Mm -hmm. um in um I think for Therapist Connect first birthday um and that had been a really lovely space um and um yeah um it was a, it was I mean that was quite a long time after that actually but it was something that was brewing in my head um yeah. and you know um it's something that's gonna hopefully grow um more and more actually um but yeah it, it, it's nice and I've met quite a few people um through Great. that um which is just nice as well because it's a different way of connecting mm-hmm. um it allows people to um yeah express themselves in in different ways I think we're always mindful of how our community at Therapist Connect you know is full of very very different people um and that's a really good thing um and we want to you know we want to have different spaces for different kinds of people um and we're just trying to work out really I think with with Therapist Connect like we were we we kind of grew and blew up really obviously in in lockdown um I'm not sure great, how it would great space really yeah is. yeah but I'm not sure how it would have looked had lockdown not happened I yeah. don't know we'll never know so I guess for me there's a question of you know do people want do, do people want kind of in-person things um oh Peter, you know, it's so funny isn't it question yeah. yeah because in a way there's it it's so accessible being able to do things online Mm. for many people and also there's something about being in the room with people as well which is is a whole different experience so maybe you should do both (laughs) yeah yeah well I don't think we'll ever we'll ever leave particularly Twitter that's where we were we were born (laughs) obviously Peter's first tweet was literally just before um the pandemic hit so yeah um, yeah amazing it's, it's amazing and it's great that there can be offshoots from it as well I think that's really important to um you know provide bits of bits of the community that you want to encourage like being creative and mm. and yeah yeah absolutely so when, when you're looking at your resilience how do you um sort of maintain it how how do you hold yourself accountable or does, do other people hold you accountable to it what is it that you have to mm have to do to make sure you're you're 
looking after yourself because obviously we know it's part of our um ethical uh frameworks and good practice frame we know that but it kind of needs to be more than that i think so <laughs> how do you do it yeah i mean um uh, I guess for myself, um, there's things like I do Qigong every day. Right. Which is, do you want to say um, what that is? Yeah, I mean, it's a practice. It's a meditative practice, but it's a moving meditative practice, which mm. is similar to Tai Chi. Um, um, so it, it sits with all the stuff that I was talking about before, because it's it's ancient Chinese um, yeah. uh, practice. Um, and so um, this is really good for me. And I, I do it every single day. So again, if I if I have a few days when I don't do it or mm. <laughs> something I noticed when um, I think it was at the latter part of last year, I noticed this. My yeah. Qigong was becoming faster and faster and faster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like what's going on here? This is this doesn't feel very meditative. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is like when you're trying to <laughs> trying to meditate in any way, you're like, come on hurry up <laughs> yes <laughs> 10 exactly. minutes is taking forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it was becoming part of the to-do list then uh, um, yeah um and that was the first time that had ever happened so I was like mm, yeah mm -hmm. your self-care's your self-care's ebbing away there so um so that's something that really I you know it's like create space for that and yeah. you know make sure and some of those other things that I mentioned in terms of creating space for it uh, one thing that um I'm doing now is having um having at least two days off in the week mm -hmm. that might surprise you but you know because um therapist connect has been so it's been obviously seven days a week yeah um and it there's been so much going on um and you know i, I talked about a lot of work and stuff um i think a kind of um, and me and peter um peter for anyone who doesn't know peter blundell is the other co-lead of therapist connect and we've worked very, very closely together. Mm -hmm. But I think we have quite different working styles, actually. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been something probably there hasn't been enough space for me to have considered that. Right. Um, because um, and his working style is his working style. But my working style is like I'll be like super focused, work, 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 work. And then I'll like rest for four days or something. And yeah. then I'll do the same. <laughs> that's, that's how I've always been as a person. So I think this idea of working a lot um I'm not I've not been used to so yeah. and you know it's fine if that suits you but um for me oh, absolutely that, that doesn't work so I mean, who made those rules that we need to work in a certain yeah. way yeah and exactly no one and, 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 you know certainly you know it wasn't that anyone imposed imposed that on me it was yeah that, you know we just and I guess again because therapist connect is bit it's almost like yeah everyone's locked down everyone's together um and so we're very, you know, everyone's, everyone, it feels almost like you're just living in everyone's lives. And stuff. yeah. And so I think there is a sense of kind of it's so easy to lose parts of yourself as well, mm -hmm. because you're, you're, you're losing your mm -hmm. pre pandemic, your normal connection that you have, oh, your normal lives that you're living and stuff like that. So I would imagine that actually it's probably a common thing that a lot of people 
forgotten elements of themselves you know how do I yeah. live how do I do things and stuff like that so um I think this for me working out and just getting back to actually how how do I operate as a person yeah you know this has been really important um and I think boundaries um um with other so what I was talking about in terms of saying no and and leaving th- having ending some things and putting mm-hmm. some boundaries up and things and mm-hmm. saying that's what I can do that's what I can't do yeah. um, um and holding my self-accountable yeah because I don't always because I get you know I kind of get excited about things and yeah oh yeah I can help you and lots of people ask me for things and you know um and I want to help but then I can't always help actually and this is the thing isn't it to to know know that I can't I, I can't be everything for everyone yeah and as much as we'd like to try and help everyone we can't we can't always do it um and that's that's a hard it's hard when you when you your natural instinct is to to help people it's hard to then go I, actually I'm, i i can't it's it doesn't sit right it's never something that i think we, yeah. we get used to but yeah. we need to we need to be able to to say wait i need yeah i need to get some time or get some silence or get some space or um yeah, and you also said that when you were saying about your supervisors, it sounds like they have held you to account in a way, but in yeah. a really um, containing way rather than a uh, a challenging telling off way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of them um, I've worked with for years, she knows me so well. Yeah. And it, exactly what, what you were saying there about helping people. And she was just like the other day to me, she was, she was just saying something. And I was like, yes, I know. Yes. <laughs> they're so good aren't they when you get a supervisor that literally goes really sure you're gonna yeah you want to think about that because that's really (laughs) and they know and you know they know and they know you know they know as well so absolutely (laughs) absolutely nowhere to hide is there yeah um especially when they really know you ever so well yeah uh, mine I've, I've known for so long now um and it is really useful just to have someone uh, kind of scrutinizing your well-being a little but in a lovely way so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely and I think um the other thing is um um I was going to say this earlier um I've recently started with a new therapist right. um and um this new therapist said to me the other day um she said she said I, I think what you think is um you know, not doing so much is not necessarily the same as what other people think is not oh. doing so much. Um, and, and that was bang on because, because yeah. it is, you know, I know that sometimes because, because I can, and, and I think because I work quickly and stuff like that. So, you know, I, 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 I can get stuff done. Yeah. Um, but, but then what I have to remember is when I'm holding a lot of difficult things, mm-hmm actually that has to that has to lessen more and if you're then put it, putting it like that and saying well if someone else was doing your equivalent of not much in mm-hmm. inverted commas and to them that actually might still be quite a maybe still quite a lot, quite a lot yeah. actually yeah that it's that engage isn't it yes. yeah yeah because obviously we're looking we're looking at the level of work the capacity of work that you have from your own your own position so to have someone else having a look at that and going you do realize you're doing a lot aren't you yeah <laughs> like, oh 
oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah really yeah. useful yeah definitely yeah definitely. so great that you're, you're seeing a, a therapist as well to help you support where you are with things yeah 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 because I was seeing a therapist um before and then I ended with that therapist and it was good to it, it was good to end with um yeah. a, it was a therapist that I'd known um for a while mm-hmm. um um and would restarted therapy but it was good to end that therapy actually and then yeah. have a bit of time without therapy because that was just adding in and and I don't think we were I think we hit a point where actually there wasn't really much we could talk about because oh. it was just you know it's just so difficult the amount that yeah. was going on yeah. um and I've got myself to a place where I felt like you know what I feel like I feel like well a I want to have a therapeutic space again um and I want to be able to you know actually just really create that space and it's part of again my self-care being able to it's not crisis therapy yeah even though there's still you know difficulties it's not crisis therapy anymore it's like oh you know let's have a space for myself oh god um, yeah yeah I totally understand that um it's 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 so valuable isn't it if you can to have have that space yeah yeah Yeah. definitely and and you know again then that that's a space and a person to hold you use the word holding accountable you Mm. know because actually what you're committing to then is is not just that hour but you're committing to thinking in the week about you know the work that you're doing and how Mm. your life represents what you're actually talking about and you know this is definitely for me about you know major major self-care and um and acceptance of a lot of very difficult difficult things that have gone on and you know and actually you know an ongoing difficult situation mm-hmm. um where there's still no answer really yeah which which brings up you know feelings of powerlessness um which you have to sit with um but and you need to be supported in that you know yeah. any human being needs to be supported of course. In that, yeah so. and I'm really glad you're getting that support it sounds sounds like you you, you you've got it about right where in terms of all the support that you need sound like you've you've got your supervisors got your therapist you know you know people around you it's good yeah yeah Yeah. so if if we had to try and try and distill down (laughs) all of everything that you would want to share it doesn't have to be five I've kind of gone away from having five tips because it was five and then it was like seven and then someone (laughs) gave like 12 and I'm like I just have put as many (laughs) so just anything really that you'd want want yeah you'd want to share with with whoever's listening yeah so for resilience yeah Yeah. um so I think check it um checking in with yourself um being honest with yourself and reflecting on what's going on for you Mm. so sometimes you might just feel like I have no idea what's going on in my life and no idea where I'm going to be or whatever Mm. but actually if you can be honest about that sure you'd be more connected to yourself Mm. um and you might even say wow just you know okay look at the last week maybe I've just maybe I've just plowed myself into work Mm -hmm. but if you've been able to reflect on that that's important of course um so yeah that constant reflection and being honest with yourself um number two 
life happens yeah. we're people therapists are people oh we are we really are <laughs> um you know um it doesn't have to be one way or the other you don't have to be a perfect person and you don't have to be a person falling apart mm -hmm. and you know pro proclaiming either on social media you know yeah. you can just be a person going along holding your stuff yeah um you know maybe also um just a word maybe being aware that you never know what other people are going through yes you never do actually i feel okay i feel tearful saying that yeah you never know what other people are going through yeah so please when you're on social media please be mindful of that mm -hmm. <clears throat> number three um <laughs> um yeah knowing what having a sense of what you can control and what you can't control yeah um you know and and how difficult it can sometimes be to um know the difference and, yeah and, uh, and sometimes we it's so it's so tight that we don't, <laughs> we don't yeah. always get an insight into you know can I, do i have any influence do i not i i have no idea yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and that that's okay. You know, life is life sure. is life is full of this. Um, and I think that um, I guess number four with the pandemic era. Um, so it, what I've talked about in terms of ambiguous loss, that mm. sense of grieving. And so there's when we talk about grieving and loss, yeah. you know, actually so much out of control yeah. <laughs> um so much out it feels like so much is out of our taken out of our hands mm. um and yeah um interestingly in this book that i talked about earlier um she talks about this kind of um both and thinking both okay. slash and thinking yeah. you heard that yeah yeah do yeah. you want to explain what that is yeah, I think it's kind of um, talking a little bit about the positives and negatives when you're mm -hmm. in that kind of very stuck place. Yeah. Um, so like for me, I would say that the last two years has been um, difficult stuff um, on a personal front um, um, and, you know, lots of things coming at once. But actually my work, um, it's it's been on, on all levels very good, really. Yeah. So I guess that's given me some reason Mm -hmm. to to you know to keep going and I think that that's that's what that expression means that you find some meaning in life to yeah. to keep going some hope even when it feels maybe like hopeless at times sure. yeah you know and you can find yeah. meaning in all kinds of things like my animals I find oh, meaning absolutely <laughs> just in a cuddle with an animal on the sofa you know <laughs> yeah. can, if only my cat would allow me to cuddle cuddle him. <laughs> She's he one does, of those. Just protest a bit, unless I've got a snack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, and uh, you know, I guess, I guess the other thing is nothing, nothing lasts forever. Life, mm -hmm. life goes on. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's such an important, such an important um, mindset to have when you're faced with something really, really tricky. Yeah. To go, this this is now, and it's and it stings and it's painful, but it's not. It it may not be tomorrow, or it may not be next year, or it may not be. But it, even though it feel it can feel like that sometimes when we're faced with a really difficult time, that it's it's because it's all consuming. 
but to hold on to that idea that it doesn't it it, it won't last for forever is yeah a really important one yeah definitely really important one I, I just want to say, Kaz, thank you. I cannot believe how quickly the time has gone in, in talking to you today. It's amazing, isn't it? I've, I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, you know, and I really, I really felt like you were, um, you're, you're yourself. You just, you know, you're you. And you just gave us you. And I'm really, really grateful for you being um, able to just to, to to sit in with who you are and share what you wanted to share and you know and I was scribbling down those 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 tips you gave and you know they're, they're really useful and, and actually very timely for me so I really needed to hear them so there's something about the timing of this that has been gifted from wherever it has been gifted for me personally let alone um, whether it's helpful for others to hear so Oh, thank I'm you glad. so much um for your time i'm glad mish it's been really lovely chatting with you um Absolute pleasure. yeah okay take care bye you too thank you so much to kaz for spending the time with me i had an amazing time with her the time went so quickly though um, I just found Kaz to be so authentic and um, her explaining her journey of resilience. I just found it so enlightening as well. And I really loved her perspective. So, yeah, once again, thanks, Kaz. Um, thanks so much. Do get in touch if you do want to share any comments or if you would like to be a guest. Um, you know, give it a go. Hopefully by now you realise that it's uh, a conversation that's, that's full of joy and insight. So please feel free to get in touch if you would like to share your resilience journey. I'd love to hear from you. But that's it for now. So stay well, everyone. Um, hope you're all okay. And I'll speak to you next time. Bye.